and welcome to the latest episode of BetFair's Racing Only Better podcast ahead of the weekend. And of course, with Royal Ascot only two weeks away, a week and a half away, 10 days or so away now, it means that we're in that slight lull before the big week in June down at Ascot, which means that the racing this weekend at Haydock predominantly, but Beverly as well, is you know of a decent enough quality, but we are here to find winners at whatever level. And of course, I am joined by the usual team and an additional. No Tony Calvin, because he's still on holiday. He will be back in due course. So instead, Daryl Carter's in. Quick check in, Daryl. How are you? All good, all good, Vanessa. Looking forward to looking forward to getting stuck in. I think it's quite a good good racing this weekend, actually, to be honest. I know people are not enthused about it so much, but uh, I think we've got a couple of wins. That's just, just, that's just Vanessa, Darren. Perfectly good racing. This is good racing. It is perfectly good racing, isn't it? Spoiled, spoiled rotten. It's not the Kentucky Derby or the Derby, but it's, it's very, very good. Exactly. I only go. really start pricking my ears these days in 2023 when I see grade or group ones and... <sighs> <laughs> over a million pounds worth of horse flesh. I joke, I joke. I still spend my life at Wolverhampton. Uh, Kevin, you're revved. You're revved for the weekend. Yeah, yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah, yeah. It's going to happen whether I like it or not. So we'll be ready for it. Yeah. That's the attitude. <laughs> Love it. Look at the energy on this pod. I look like a 10. We're bouncing along here. Right. Brendan, over to you because no TC. So we need someone to do the weather watch. Who are we leaning on? Brendan Duke. <laughs> well, it, it, well, 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 interesting times walking a, a, a mile in the big man's moccasins uh, because Haydock uh, on Saturday is to be 26 degrees now. I'm, I'm, I'm not here to mother the listeners, uh, Vanessa, but let's outdoor responsibly wear sunscreen and a hat. But the wrinkle in Haydock is that that high pressure is building. There's a lot of stress <laughs> up there in the sky and it could lead to a thunderstorm which will dump nine mils <laughs> on Haydock at some stage on Saturday afternoon. That is oh, before no. we get into the considerations <sighs> of Storm Tellright. So there's a, there's a lot to consider. Now, I'm, not, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not saying that it's going to happen. But there is a chance this is going to happen, so the listeners should just be advised. Get, get that man a BAFTA. Lord, <laughs> that was Lord, some performance. What watch that was. There's no getting away from the fact that that was a different level of uh, weather watch. Really? Oh, just no, no. I missed one. Uh, they put the firm in Beverly as well. They're watering. No rain about. Bravo. Bravo. Storm tell someone name a horse. Storm tell right. <laughs> <laughs> Bless him. Happy retirement to that man. Right. Onwards we go. Haydock, <laughs> one o'clock is what we're kicking off with. And Daryl, you're a new boy on the pod on Racing Any Better with me anyway. So we will kick off with you, please, here. The sprint, the listed sprint. sprint. Um, veteran, equilateral, Frankie Dettori in the saddle, booked by the informed Charlie Hills, five to two. Regional for Ed Bethel, four to one. And after that, you've got old pals like Rassel at seven to one. Clarendon House, who hasn't really progressed in recent times, at eight to one. Corker in there at tens for another inform yard and Carl Burke. Where did you land, please, sir? I landed towards the top of the market. I thought the uh, the Betfair Sports has done a good job with this. Five to two equilateral. Uh, he's five for nine below group company in the UK. Slight caveat with him is that all of his best performances, all of his victories have come on the back of a break. Now, he should have won the City uh, York City of Wall Stakes in 2020. He should have won the Coral Charge at Sandown. Those didn't come on the back of a break. So he is more than capable. This is his level, Frank and Tory on board. Look, there was a slight bias last week at Haydock um, towards the stand side row, but there, there typically always is a, a bias at Haydock towards the high draw numbers. He's drawn on the wing, installed 10. 
The issue is lots of the pace is drawn in, in lower stalls. Um, so, but I imagine they're going to converge down the centre and Frankie will just tuck him in uh, and try and deliver him late. He, he, he's a lovely horse. He's probably the most likely winner in, in this race. Um, but I'd, I'd just take a small chance on regional taking a step up in grade. Um, this, this horse cropped a good time at York when he won last time on seasonal return. He's two for two on seasonal returns, but he, he can back it up. Uh, it was actually the fastest five furlong time across the three days at York. Uh, he's three from three when making all the running as well. So I'm hoping he's going to pop out and go forward again. Uh, it's quite interesting because Edward Befford after that race said, we didn't expect to make the running with him, but he's three from three now we're making the running. So um, I'm hoping they're going to stick to those sort of tactics. Either way, he's going to be prominent and uh, he's going to be finishing strongly. He stays six furlongs. He could have won the Stewards Cup last year. I think he's ready for this step up in grade. So regional for me. Okay, regional for you, currently 4-1 to one with Betfair Sportsbook. Um, Brendan, over to you for this. Maybe we should play, like, quotes TC hates bingo when he's not here. So the next mm. one is, do we have a bit of Frankie factor here with Equilateral at 5-2? to two? Uh, Yes, there, there definitely is a bit of uh, Frankie factor. And if the real Equilateral turns up, he'll take an awful lot of beating, but he's a hard horse to trust at those kind of prices. Uh, I'm going for another hard horse to trust in, in, in Corker. We're getting into sunken cause fallacy here. I mean, I backed him in the Beverly Bullet last <laughs> season when he was locked up with nowhere to go. I backed him in York on comeback when he, when he ran a huge race. In fact, as Dara mentioned, uh, that, 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 that was a good time. And Mondemege and Clarendon House gave the former a very solid look subsequently. He was probably a bit disadvantaged by track position uh, th- that day. And also... Uh, Clifford Lee eased up for a strike, didn't cost him the win or anything, but eased up for a strike. So he could have got even a little bit closer to regional. Then he's gone back to York, I've backed him again, and he's completely mullered at the start. So forget all about that. You give him a pass. Now, he's, he's a very tricky horse. He routinely misses the break, but he's going to get a serious pace on here. This fine, fine wine is one of the out-and-out front runners in UK, UK race, and this is going to be run at a scorching pace. He will be coming through strongly late, and he's, he's two and a half pr- times the price of regional, despite only having a half a length to make up. Now, I, I get that uh, regionals a bit a bit more pr- progressive, arguably, but they're they're meeting on the, on the same terms as they met in New York, and I'll just I'll take one more chance on Corker. Okay, one more chance. Kev, you you always tell us to give these horses a chance, you know, just like got to give have them to a second for- chance. <laughs> have to be forgiven in life, Vanessa. Like yeah, we really were did. with you being 15 <laughs> minutes late on today's show and a no show. 20, last 20, 20 minutes, I'll have you know. Forgiving. But look, Vanessa, it, it, this, this tip in the first will certainly be worth the wait. Uh, the outsider of the whole lot, Mandamish. Um, great, great old boy. Um, people will look at the official ratings and say he's got absolutely no chance, but. Um, you know, just less than a year ago, he was rated 104, which puts him in the mix. And he's coming back run to run. He's coming back. His last two runs have been at York, um, a track that he's run at loads, but he's never seen that his best there. Um, and like that, he shaped quite well there in his last start, competitive handicap. But he, he's he's going back to Haydock, Vanessa. He's going back to Haydock, and he's two from three at Haydock. He loves a bit of Haydock. On fast ground. Now he won't want Storm Tellerite. He won't want any rain. Um, but look, he's 20 to 1, 25 to 1, um, like 10 runners. You know the way to play here, you know the way he's going to be ridden. He's going to be ridden quietly, he'll be running on well. You could just see him snatch second or third, and you never know, Vanessa. When you're in the when you're in the pot, you have a chance of your number coming out. Um, so I'd much rather him now 
at kind of that that big starter price each way, you know, place only, whatever, however windy you're feeling on the day or brave. Um, okay. then some of those up the top end of the market who I would see as a bit watery. Um, so Mondemage for me, each way we'll call it. Okay. Uh, funny win, win, and, win and place, keep Barry happy. <laughs> win and place, right. Uh, on to the 150 then, six furlong handicap, naught to 95 event. All the King's Men is your favourite at three to one. Been very consistent of late in fairness to him. Mr. Wagyu, the old boy for John Quinn, done it here before at nine to two. Lethal Nymph in there for Clive Cox, seven. Silver Samurai, Marco Botti, sevens as well. Has the headgear on for the first time. Few different angles in here, but Daryl will keep the routine going. You please, sir. Two horses at the top of the betting here, both with high draws again. Yeah, and and I really like Mr. Wagyu. I, I fancied him last week at Epsom. Um, I mm. thought he ran a screamer. Uh, he was six lengths clear of anything else that was on the pace that day, and just mm. picked up late by by Badry. Um, I thought there was there was no you know harm in what he did there. I thought it, if anything, it was an improvement from York again. And I think drop this is a, essentially a drop in grade for him into a class three today. I think he's got four wins and three seconds below class two level. Like he's he's remarkably consistent, particularly at this sort of time of year. He's turned out quickly here within seven days. Now, a lot of people might have a slight concern about that, but he's six for 11, 54% when turning out within seven days, right? Now, we know his time of year is in July, June and July, right? So if you just look at those quick turnouts in those months, he's four from four in June, two from three in July. Like, He's he returning to a scene of his victory last year. He's well handicapped. He's drawn well. He loved the ground. Like, geez, wow. like I think he should be clear favourite, in my opinion. I thought it was a cracking run last week. So I'm going to keep the faith with him. Uh, a good mention to uh, Silver Samurai, who absolutely dotted up in this race last year. Gets first-time cheek pieces. He could go well uh, back here at Haydock. But uh, I'll be disappointed if Mr Wagyu ain't winning this. Wow, OK. A strong vote. Um, Brendan, do you have a strong a similar strength view in this race? Well, maybe not quite as strong, but my pencil certainly came down on Mr. Wagyu. I haven't a huge amount more to add. Right. As Daryl mentioned, it was a torrid pace in, in, in Epsom uh, on Saturday, and uh, he did really well to hang in for as long as he did. He's two from three at Haydock. It was He did have a hard race last week. I know people would be concerned about that, but they should remember how well he backed up from winning off a mark of 100 being big gossy in the Curra last year, that, that, that strong form. And then a week later, off 104, he was only beating two lengths in an Air Gold Cup. Surely to God, he has to be competitive off 96 here. Wow. OK, two strong votes for Mr. Wagyu. Keep it simple, Kev. Make it the three. Uh, ring the bell, Vanessa. Yeah, Mr. Wagyu. Um, Boom! He, he he was he was my nap last weekend, and um, as Daryl says, he ran a stormer. Like he he's the only one that was up there that hung in there. Um, he's clearly well handicapped. Um, and another one with and with a, with a very eye catching course and distance record. Um, he's won. Is it two of his three spins here? And the, the one time he didn't um win, he ran terribly because the ground the ground was Haydock heavy, which we often talk about. Um, it is a pretty unique surface, and it wasn't for him. And um, look, he's well handicapped. He's coming in, I think, in you know run to run progressive form. He's well handicapped. And um, yeah, the Wagyu man, the pride of Japan. Let's hope he gets it done. Mr. Wagyu. Okay, three votes for God. The pressure's on in the one fifty. Let's roll on to the two twenty five. Um, this is the one mile four furlong handicap, and Cumulon Imbus is a three to one favorite for Charlie Fellows. <laughs> After Careful winning now. in very, very yeah, <laughs> careful indeed. Uh, he was so tough when he won at Newmarket. 
when we last saw him. Tough as teak. Harry Davies back on again. He won on him that day and was rebooked again. Get Shirty next best at five to one. Good show in here. Keith Dalgleish five to one as well. Dark Pine, David Lotnain. I thought he was going to be better than he was when he came over to David's yard from Ireland. He's 13 to two. Uh, those are just the top few. Brendan, we will start with you, sir, if you don't mind, in this race. Mix it up a bit. Well, I'm concerned, Vanessa, that you're going to accuse me of tipping Cumulo Nimbus as a weather segue, but nothing could be further from the truth. You might say this is an appropriately named horse with storm clouds on the horizon, but no, I put it to you that there are only clear blue skies <laughs> on his horizon. I sense actually from your intro that you have a similar opinion to me that he was he was probably keeping a little bit to himself in Newmarket. He just kept finding, which was ideal. He's only gone up three pounds. Now, the second disappointed next time out, but the third has won since. To get, to get the former solid look. This horse has only had 10 starts. Uh, he was progressive at the, at the back end of last season. Come back in Pontefract was abysmal, granted, but it's Ponty. Anything can happen up there. I'm, I'm willing to, uh, to, to, to forgive a horse. Uh, very well bred. I still, I still think he's competitive. And the cherry on top is that unless something gets creative amongst the other runners, he is an, uh, he's the only front runner yeah. in this race. And I mean, this is, the, this is a speed favouring track. You want to be on the pace in Hayden. I see the boy Harry Davis dictating whatever pace he likes. The Nimbus just keeps on finding and will be extremely hard to pass. Love it. Love it. That's how I see this race shaping as well, Brendan. So I'm with you here. Daryl, is that the way the shape of the race goes in your eyes too? Uh, very similarly, but uh, I was with, with, with another one. I thought, uh, I don't want to say his name and make a mistake, but um, I, I thought your, fa your favourite wanted a you bit more You can just say you thought the Charlie Fellows runner. Yeah, the Charlie Fellows runner. I thought he wanted a little bit more cut in the ground. Um, so that would just be my slight concern. But um, yeah, that worthy favourite. I'm going to take a chance on Forza Orta, who uh, I thought oh. he shaped really nicely and I, I know he's frustrating to back this horse but he shaped quite nicely at york last time on the front end of the pace like everything come from off the pace that day to pick him up i thought he was given a little bit of an easier time in the closing stage as well rowan scott didn't really go for him and i thought he finished with a little bit left uh, a little bit left in the tank and i just thought he might just take a little step forward um next time out in terms of get shirty get shirty's a half well, nearly half the price of him but i think he's uh he was getting thirteen pounds for to water last year when they met, and now he's getting twenty-one off him. He, he is very much more than capable of this mark. He's going to be towards the front end of the pace as well, I, I would assume. And um, if they go steady enough, which I think Brendan thinks they might do, and 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 the Harry Davis might be able to dictate this race, then I think Forza Orza is going to be the, the horse to be there and and make a challenge. Okay, and Kev, final word to you on this. A good show. Um, I've been a fan of good shows since last season. Um, I'm nearly sure I put him up on the podcast on his first run back when he disappointed, but he he's made amends since. He went very close to Hamilton and then went back up there and won last time. Um, now I, I think he's getting a little bit more professional with experience. Like he, he's low mileage compared to nearly all of these. You know, he's only had six runs and he, he can be a bit uh, grippy at times. But he seemed better last time. And I'm, the reason I'm highlighting this is I'm hoping that they're comfortable enough to have him a little bit handier um, from stall two. Because as mentioned, like I don't know if they're going to go mental pace-wise here. And I wouldn't necessarily like to see him ridden um, with quite as much patience as they have um, the last twice. So I'm hoping he sits a little bit closer, um, stays well, stays further than this. And um, hopefully PJ can have him, you know, certainly in the first third 
um, of the field. And I think he'll be capable of going well again. You know, he only got three pounds for Hamilton. You know, I think he's a horse that can probably get up to 100 in the fullness of time. So if I'm right, he'll want to be going close here. Okay, case made. Uh, let's move on to the three o'clock at Haydock. One mile, four furlongs, the group three for the Phillies and Mares. Uh, fascinating race this. Mimic you, uh, 11 to four. Frankie Dettori for the Gosden team obviously went down just the short head when we last saw her at York and many people thought she should have won that day. She didn't. Question mark about good to firm ground with her, potentially, given that she's won on soft and she's won on good to soft and a bit of good too. She takes on time lock for the Harry and Roger Charlton yard. Ryan Moore in the saddle there, three to one. Madara in there for Roger Berrien, very much the unknown at seven to two. Uh, Silk Sea Road, um, Sea Silk Road, apologies, for the Haggis Marquand team at 13 to two. She was such a classy filly last year. There's loads of interest in here, and I'm not sure, Daryl, which way to come at this race, to be honest with you. Oh, yeah, I can see what you're saying. There's lots of little angles into this contest. Um, I was surprised to see that Mimikyu is favourite over Time Lock. Time Lock is £11 better off for that neck defeat uh, here last year. So I, I thought she showed quite nicely at Goodwood. It was a fairly steadily enough run race and she just looked like she blew up towards the finish and was picked up by uh, a progressive horse uh, who, who enjoys cutting the ground I think back on a faster surface Ryan Moore in a saddle here I think um, I think there's plenty more to come from her she, she's a she's a big strapping filly she definitely would have needed that first run of the season I, I would have thought so I think she can she can get the better of Mimikyu Mimikyu interestingly the hood is off first time the hood has been off for a while so she could take a step forward for that coming off of course she, she's a talented filly the market was very much against her at York and uh, perhaps they were expecting um, her to just need the run and, and are expecting better now but I think time lock's got a lot more to come so I'll be with her and Ryan Moore and Harry and Roger Charlton Okay it's a 3-1 to one poke for Daryl um, Brendan are you with me that this is a tricky enough contest to unpick? Oh, I mean, the pickle is the word, Vanessa. This is about as hard a six-runner race as get. I mean, you have a, a filly, <clears throat> a regally bred filly of variants who's stepping up from, from beating trees in, into group company. You have some German form. Just throw that into the pot. Why not? Oh, yeah. You, all, you also have serious potential for a false you run race with some keen going sorts. Basically, all of them uh, like to run keen, including Mimic. You know, I don't know what the Tory's going to look at here. Is he going to say, because Havlin, she won a handicap now. It was it, it was only, she was in a market in the mid 80s. She bolted up in a handicap in Newmarket last year and haven't made the running on her. Now, they haven't made the running since. I totally get that because she is a keen going sort. But she, she needed every yard of a mile and six. In fact, she needed a few yards further in York last time out. So if she doesn't get on with it over a mile and a half here, I, I, I think she'd be outspeeded, basically. So I think the Tory will look at this and revert to front running tactics. And that tactical advantage might just be enough to help her concede the penalty. She'd be my nominal selection, but the listeners should know I won't be having a wager given all the questions. Okay. And what about you, Kev? Do you see this race any clearer than Brendan does? Um, look, messy race. Um, a few fillies in here that I think are probably overrated in, in the literal sense. Um, and a lot of free goers, as Brendan mentions. You know, I think there could be some mileage in going with uh, Z German, um, who, has form, who has form over further, is a much more relaxed individual, tactically versatile, can make the running. Difficult to get your finger on what the form is but 
she does tie in a little bit with, with a smashing mare called India, who has been racing in France there her last couple of goals, and she finished third um, behind above the curve there in the pre-Corita last time. Um, so that gives you an indication that this this you know German filly's middle distance form might might stand up okay. Like look, her her official of one oh six clearly indicates that the handicapper feels she's up to this. But I just think tactically stays a bit further. Ideally, Rene Pischelak will um will take the bull by the horns, get out in front, get relaxed, maybe put the brakes on, get a few of these fillies fired up and pulling and um and you know show how straightforward she is and, and make them go get her from the front end. Um so uh Nactros, if that's the way to pronounce that, will do for me. Okay. Um on we go to the seven furlong group three, the three thirty-five at Haydock. An astrologist, the international the runner Aussies. here. The Aussies. This, this is it. The Aussie invasion in June starts early, ahead of Royal Ascot. Astrologist is your two-to-one favourite. Uh, Ryan Moore has been booked for the ride on this horse. Obviously, rode him last time when we saw him finish behind the Zerb Blue on his UK debut. He takes on El Caballo, who's just slightly needs to come back at the moment five to two jumbi didn't run that badly in the lockinge obviously down in trip here to the seven furlongs 11 to four the wizard of eye in there is five to one and then you've got boardman in there 12 uh 12 to one you know such a chester legend when we last saw him winning that race for the third time on the bounce so what do we make of the Australian in here and the fact he's two to one at the top of the market. Who should I come to first? Brendan, you look excited. Well, it's another six-runner pickle, isn't it? Um, the, the, the astrologist, that, that Dubai form would probably be good enough in fairness, but it was a dismal effort in York, so it, I'd struggle to support him at that price. But I mean, what do you, what do you support? I will go with El Caballo. Uh, who you who you might remember from his last visit to this track, winning a very hotly contested Sandy Lane stakes, off the back of which he went off joint bad for the Commonwealth Cup, in which he got hurt. So then he's off for, for the rest of the season, comes back in Doncaster, finishes last. Never good finishing last, but I think we can forgive any horse. That ground was borderline unraceable. He's six from nine in his career. He won't have any problem with the... Uh, seven furlong trip here is what he's won out over seven furlongs and in a race with many more questions than answers Vanessa I thought he was just about the most likely winner El Caballo okay all right case made I'm just I know what you mean coming like we can just write are we just we're just writing a line through the heavy ground form but I suppose on a comeback run just literally giving him a run out he's five to two Second best in the market, Daryl. Are you as forgiving for him, and are you with the Australian? No, I'm not. I'm. I'm. I'm going to be against it. This is like, as Kev would say, very, very windy at the top of this market, isn't it? Like, I, I don't know how you can back the astrologers at two to one off the back of that run at York last time. Uh, El Caballo. I mean, like Brendan says, you've got to be forgiving. I thought Jumby and the Wizard of Eye were the two to focus on, really, and I, I'm surprised that the Wizard of Eye is such a a more big, uh, such a bigger price than Jumby. Um, they both pretty much race side by side in the lockings. Jumby decided to go off to the left and try and circle round, and the Wizard of Eye tried to sit there and wait for a run and didn't get really get a run through and finished with running left. Now this horse, this horse, the Wizard of Eye, he's, he's won his two starts by making the the running, but I would argue that he's probably a better horse coming from off the pace. And um, with the fact that. You've got El Caballo and the astrologist in here, drawing stalls two and three. I'm expecting them two to go forward and fight this fight out for the for the lead. And I think that is going to allow Kieran Schumacher to drop in 
And I just think this horse is a different horse when he's dropped in. If you go back to his run at uh, Goodwood last year, um, when he finished behind the French Raider Flaming Rabbit and ahead, and ahead of Sonny Liston and Bayside Boy, I thought that was one of his better performances that he's put in. Um, and again, he caught the eye, I thought, at Newbury in that, in that lock-in. This is obviously a big dropping grade. And uh, I think five to one's more than fair about the Wizard of Eye, to be fair. I really do. I think that's very generous. So, yeah, Wizard of Eye. Okay, vote for the Wizard of Eye. And over to you, Kev, you were sort of overexcited there about the mention of the Australian runner. So I'm presuming you're sticking with him. Are you? No, no, deserting oh. him, deserting him. Never liked those Aussies. Always said it. Um, <laughs> this is a real, so. <laughs> yeah. This is a real opportunity for someone to do a form numbers readout of Australian wins outside <laughs> of Alaska or something. Oh Lord, no, I won't do it. But um, yeah, <laughs> another, another dastardly race. Um, El Caballo. I'm, I'm going to forgive. Um, ground was rotten. You know, ground was rotten. You know, back on a surface that we know he enjoys. Um, tactically, I'm hoping he'll make the running, and the astrologist might leave him alone. Um, and look on the pick of his form, I think he he's he's certainly the best of the non-Australians. And can you yeah. trust the Australian to do his thing? Um, yeah. after last time, I can't not at that price. So, El Caballo for me was the one that made most appeal. Alrighty, um. Let's move on then to Beverly, please. Uh, we kick off with the 205 at Beverly as the first of the ITV races there. And we've got a couple of two-year-old races to talk about up north. And the first of them is this five furlongs for the Phillies. Uh, Midnight Affair is your five to four favourite. Finished second to a George Bowie hot pot on debut at Newmarket. Ziggy's Phoenix in their next best seven to two. Obviously with a lot more experience next to her name than all of them in here essentially she's been very precocious flora of bermuda in there for andrew balding five to one never fear a winner on the all weather at five to one um there's plenty of like as you would expect nice types in here uh daryl we will kick off with you here trappy little contest what progresses on from what we've seen so far of these two-year-old fillies i'd be surprised if midnight affair didn't end up the best of these um the, the run at okay. newmarket on debut i thought was was quite taking really um got no sort of run didn't really enjoy the newmarket undulations um was held on to had to swing right wide around the field it was a really good performance considering it was a debut performance and uh, the george Bowie winner looks pretty smart um but just had a clear passage uh, a clear run at things and the third from that race has come out and been beaten next time but has run a decent race and, and a lot of these form lines crisscrossy form lines tie in with with each other and it just puts midnight affair slightly ahead for me um i think the one that's overpriced though and the one i would back each way is alpha moonstone for, for craig lidster i thought this horse did remarkably well at chester on debut broke very slowly lost many lengths at the start but really tagged on to the tail of the field it was a race won by ziggy's phoenix who's obviously second favorite in here um and, and just had done too much running by the time got to the, the last stages of the race and couldn't really have a finishing kick. Improved significantly at Catterick next time on, on fast ground and really one pulling a cart and one going away. And Paul Hannigan couldn't pull this horse up at the finish. It was quite a taking performance. The time was good. The fractions that she set were very good. She's drawn well in stall five. I'd be surprised if she's not in the frame. And I think 16 to one is too big. Just I think I think 16 to one is there because of trainer connections rather than rather than anything else. I mean, yeah. yeah I, think, I was just about to say that yeah. that's, that's this is a classic case of 16 to 1, you know, Craig Lidster with a 
crack two-year-old is just not what people are latching onto, is it, in a, in a market like this when you've got horses from those classic two-year-old yards? Exactly. Um, exactly. Brendan, take it away, please. Well, I'm wondering, was the Queen of Wolver in attendance when Never Fear made her... Don't like no, it. I was not. Okay. In, in, <laughs> uh, okay. Well, Never Fear uh, made her debut in um, <clears throat> Wolverhampton late last month. And she was 12 to 1, clearly wasn't fancy, despite being by no name ever out of a mare who uh, got to a market in, in the hundreds. So uh, a well-bred sort, jumped out of the gates, travelled like a dream and won really snugly. Now, the form hasn't worked out particularly well and it was over six for our long. So dropping back uh, for, for the Hillary Needler. They're great with these evocative names, Beverly, aren't they? The Hillary Needler, the Beverly Bullet. I, I feel like I have more affection for these races than I should. Hillary uh, is I, a Hillary's a name that's really go, taking a downward spiral here in the UK, I and I think it should make a comeback. I love a yeah. Hillary. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and kind it's of also, like sexy smart, you know. I could be Hillary, in fact. Fuck it. Yes, and it, I'm Hillary. Well, <laughs> you, 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 I'd be happy to call you Hillary, and it's also very useful. If people, there's this quiz question where people can ask you to in thirty seconds to name five names that can apply to both men and women. You could slip Hillary in there. So there's a little, uh, but anyway, back to never fear. I've, I've definitely digressed. Now she's five to one with the sports book. They're massively keeping her on side. I feel like given the, the SP, gee, she went off in Wolverhampton, she'll drift, but I think from stall seven, she'll cope with the drop and trip. She's plenty of speed. She'll be able to get a handy position and she's likely to go off at a sporting price. So I'm going to believe my eyes what I saw in Wolverhampton and take a chance on her. Kevin, two questions to you, for you. Can you give us the winner of the Hillary Needler at Beverly? And can you put another name into the mix that applies for both men and women? Ruby. Well Ruby. done. Oh, <laughs> I'll throw one in. Bridie. Bridie? Oh, you, you can't have a man. Is that a name? Yeah, Bridie is a name, and oh, it's oh. a woman's name, and it's a man's name. That's that, you can't call a man Bridie, can you? No, anyway, we digress. Kev, um, <laughs> what wins the Hillary Needler? Go back to my first question. Yeah, I, I, I think it might be worth taking a chance on, on Flora Bermuda, um, because her and the Fav are both by Dark Angel, and I, I have a big thing for a number of years about Dark Angel's first time out. Um, like for an elite sire, like his strike rate with debutantes is quite poor. Um, like I haven't checked it now in the last little while, but it's somewhere around seven or eight percent, like or certainly was, um, which isn't what you'd expect for like what one of the best sprint sires in Europe. Um, and uh, like mentally, they're just a little bit slow for the penny to drop sometimes. And I always build in, um, you know, quite a bit of run to run improvement with them. And look, while Midnight Affair was there for everyone to see, really promising run, could well step up significantly and bolt up, um, Flora Bermuda. You know, shaped quite well herself on her debut, only gave best close home. And I suspect the fact that the second and third have come out and got absolutely run over since um will 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 soften a lot of people's view of this race. But um, like I thought she was promising. Um, and I think she's going to take a good step forward. Would she take a big enough step forward to 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 catch up with the Fav? Maybe not, but look at eleven to two. Um, if you are of the the each way scumbag persuasion. Um, it, it's probably not not an unappealing way to go about it. Four percent, Kev. Four percent, Dark Angel, and from the last fifty runs, just two that, winners. No, two, two year old, two year old. Yeah, I'll dig it out here while we're talking. But it's 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 way. It's an angle I like, and it's a thing I mentioned it to the people that stand them at the O'Callaghan's before years ago. 
And they said, you know, that, that ties in. Like, we, they've, been, they've been talking about for years. Like, geez, these lads are a little bit slow to, to switch on. Like, like, they get there, but just first time is sometimes just a little bit much for them. And if you go back historically and look at the Dark Angels that, that win first time out, they tend to be, like, proper stakes horses. There's more of them now than there used to be, you know, eight years ago. But it, it still tends to take a pretty smart one to win first time. Intriguing, intriguing pedigree angle. Onwards we go, Daryl. On we go to the 240 at Beverly. Uh, it's the seven and a half furlong handicap. And you go, Gregory, as your seven to two favourite. The Beverly special. Well, Beverly lover, isn't he? He's done it here before. He runs such good races here. And last time out, to be fair to him, he bumped into a bit of a block, well, a bit of an unknown in Cliff Cake that day. Ran a solid race out of a similar stall. And Punter's clearly expecting the same again because he's seven to two at the top of the market. Miss Britain is in there at nine to two. United front for Mick Appleby at nine to two. Kev, what's Mick Appleby's form like at the moment? I'm too busy looking up Dark Angel here. He's a, he, <laughs> I he's, thought you were going to say that we had a live update again. I love, I love a Mick, Mick Appleby live update on racing any well, better. Well, um, more, more importantly, Dark Angel is 7.66% with two-year-old debutants um, in his stallion career. So there you go. For top sire, that's 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 poor. And that's why wow. men, mentally, like myself, a little bit slow to switch off. Okay, very intriguing. Right, uh, back to the seven and a half furlong handicap. And uh, Daryl, we'll come to you first. Is there anything that's going to upset Hugo Gregory back at his beloved Beverly? Well, if Hugo Gregory wins, he's going to upset me because I've backed him here the last three times and he's been beaten on all three occasions. Oh. But he was unlucky yeah, last time. Oh, he's always unlucky, isn't he? Eh? Over, he like... oh, over the cliff again, Daryl. <laughs> 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 One more bet, Daryl. <laughs> <laughs> The thing is, he's one of very he's one of very few front runners in this race, and he's going to pop out and try and do it again, isn't he? Um, uh, it, it, tell you, it, it is it is the ultimate conundrum for the punter, isn't it? it when, is. when you're when you're in when you're that pot committed, walking away from something like that is a tough thing to do because you know how bad you're going to feel if it does happen. But oh. then if you're not if you're not quite convinced that you go in anyway just because you don't want to miss the, the wedding, it, it can be a tough old <laughs> funeral. Jesus, the worst thing is as well. I was I was gonna talk up United Front for a chance in this as well. Oh, and, you're and down now you've just oh, made no. me feel that. Yeah. Carol, <laughs> this is a perfect oh. opportunity for you to read out Hugo Gregory's form figures at Beverly. It just as a nod to TC. One, two, 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 two. Oh, can't do go that. On, go on, go on, make a case for United Front. Um, I'm gonna uh, no, I'm gonna go you go Gregory now. Now I'm gonna pass. I'm gonna pass. I'm gonna pass. Can I pass? All right. Okay, you go Gregory then. Go uh Brendan, bring some sense and sensibility, please, to, to the two forty at Beverly. Well, I'm a bit surprised. I, I hadn't seen the betting, but, but it was one of the few races that was, wasn't priced up. But I did think Miss Britain would be favourite. I mean, a, a progressive mare, this. She's only had to have 12 starts. Three-length winner in Catterick on penultimate start. The second and third have performed admirably since. Then she goes to Thirst, should I say, and runs into Hartswood, who lurked, lurked on a very dangerous mark with two lengths back to the third. Now, she's gone up two pounds for getting beaten. We never liked that. But I thought she definitely had the kind of profile that could defy the handicapper. And I, I, no, I'm, I'm, I'm going to back myself. She will go off fab and is the most likely winner of this race. So, Miss Britain. Love me. it. Okay. Miss Britain at nine to two then uh, behind Hugo Gregory in the market and Brendan predicting her to go off fab. Kev, what wins it? Never mind what goes off fab. What actually wins it? 
Um, look, there's a little horse here, Vanessa, called Ugo Gregory. And if you isolate his form at Beverly, it reads <laughs> two, four, two, three, one, four, eight, one, one, eight, which I think is quite encouraging. There um, we go. There we go. <laughs> We've had a form readout. That's what, that's what they pay us the big bucks for. And unlike unlike Darren, I haven't been to all these disastrous social occasions with this horse where he's ended up flat in his face full of beer and and no one's got paid. Um, I'm coming in here fresh to the party. And um, uh, yeah, look, it's going to happen, isn't it? Like, well handicapped horse, just needs it to drop. He does enjoy Beverly. He does run there plenty in fairness, but... Um, yeah, look, I, I thought he was solid. You'll be pretty upset if he's not bang on the scene. And um, uh, as a great man once said, by God, he's Jew. So I'll, I'll take the chance with him. Okay, love it. Right, the cliff horse is in. Uh, last race is the 315 at Beverly. It's back to the two year olds, but this time it's the Colts and the Geldings over the five furlongs again. And winners to the four here. You've got Cuban Slide, nine to four, uh, was a winner at Musselboro on debut, just the one start for that man, Carl Burke. Bombay Bazaar in there, Richard Fahey, 11 to four, one on his second start. Room Service run one on debut at Weatherby for the Kevin Ryan yard. Loaded Gun ran in the Brocklesby, disappointed for the Andrew Balding team. Dick Bigger Price at 16s, clearly precocious enough for that yard but hasn't shown it yet and disappointed since but back up to the top of the market Brendan Cuban slide in here that man Carl Burke I mean he's got some ammunition when it comes to two-year-olds at the moment I mean he's got some ammunition full stop but it just mm. seems that he's bigger and stronger than ever before he had another yeah. belt the other day as well oh yeah no 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 some, some some proper horses and indeed you could say the same thing about Richard Fahey he's unleashed yeah. some very nice two-year-olds recently so they will they will have an idea of what's needed here. But despite that, I am going to trust my eyes again and put up room service, who I was very taken with. And Weatherby, another horse who just went off a massive price. He mustn't show a whole pile at home now. It was a well-contested race. The second and third had run to a good level. And it was a, a Kevin Ryan horse on, on, on debut. Um, but I, I just love the way he went through the race. Despite a wide draw, I'm seeing plenty of daylight. He settled pretty well. And then he, you could just see him travel up and the, when the jockey just half changed his hands on a bit too far along, probably just travelled up like the wrath of God. Took a little while to put it to bed, but he, he carried his head a bit high and the jockey obviously wasn't going to beat him up, but he won snug enough in the end. I just thought it was a, a very taken performance and he, he's, he's the one for me, although very hard to be confident in a race of this nature. Okay, currently seven to two in the market for the Kevin Ryan operation. And Kevin, final word to you on these two year olds, please. Yeah, I like room service as well. Um, oh. He's by, yeah, look, he's by Cody Bear, sire. I, I have an awful lot of time for. for um, and, and he was impressive. Like, he wasn't expected. Um, like, he, again, like, not, not to sit now, don't have nearly as big a body of evidence. But again, like, I, I'd have him down as a horse that, that they progress run to run. You know, you look at you look at his ones that have won first time out, and it, it's pretty much like all his best horses were the ones that won first time out. You know, the rest weren't able to. And your go bears go, your ever given is your cove, as it, as it used to be called. He's called something else in Hong Kong now, um, and 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 that was quite impressive. And look, I think that the price is reasonable. Um, I think there's there's a good bit of scope for improvement. Um, yeah, so room service for the O'Burns, Roddy O'Burn and Robert O'Burn. Are, are right. the owners Roddy two, and Robert two votes for the room service love it I love a bit of room service as well um, anyway on that note 
<laughs> we get to wrap up. God, it's been a very jolly show. I'm a little bit worried now. Oh, producer Barry Orr has nodded off or had a cardiac arrest because it's the first time in about 12 months that he hasn't messaged me during the show to tell me off for something. So pray for yeah, Barry so all, all, all we need to happen, Vanessa, for, to make this show jolly is for me to have an absolute catastrophe for about two hours straight before yeah. scrambling, <laughs> scrambling to get online 20 minutes late and what... It just I'm so happy to be here. Just yeah, being in here just in, 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 in this quiet in this quiet room has made my morning look so so yeah. wonderful. So I'm just delighted well, to be here. Delighted delighted to be with you guys. Let's try <laughs> wrap it up without it going tits up and getting that message from Barrior. So it's naps, guys. We've only got about a minute left to get through, and then it will have been a perfect show. Daryl Carter, give me your nap of Saturday's racing, please. Mr. Wagyu in a 150 at Haydock. Brilliant. Strong. Love it. Uh, Brendan, you next. Nat, please. Uh, Cumulo Nimbus in the 225 Haydock. Beautifully pronounced with confidence and strength well, I'm, of conviction. I'm a weather person, Vanessa, you know, a weather person. <laughs> <laughs> and Kevin Blake, your nap, please. I am going to get shoulder to shoulder with Daryl with Carter. We're going to put our heads down. We're going to try and pull through this wall together with uh, with Mr. Wagyu. I can't even go. I, I was considering Mondamish at the big price. Jeez, I, I thought I, you were going to say Gregory. <laughs> so nice. No, no, I won't do that. I won't do that. I'm going to go with Mr. Wagyu. But given my my like the utter catastrophes that I've had in recent times, when I'm down to two for my nap, I've invariably been picking the wrong one and the other one has gone and won a big prices. So get on Mondamish and laugh yeah. at me if that wins, but I'll go for Mr. Wagyu um, for okay. the official. All right, two votes for the Wagyu then. Uh, guys, that was Racing Any Better. A pleasure as always. Please, everybody, listeners and viewers out there, thank you very much for tuning in as always, but do enjoy the weekend and do it responsibly. Get stuck in to the racing, have a bet, but gamble responsibly, please. And also join us again. On Monday, we'll be back with Wade In. We'll be dissecting all the news and views from the week and looking ahead as well. Plenty to get stuck into, no doubt. But for now, have a good weekend, everyone. <laughs> <laughs>